right, welcome back to House Lights. I'm Liz Noss, your host, and I'm with Caesar Roundtree today. Hello, Liz. Do you want to explain what you do here at the State News for us? <clears throat> so I am a staff reporter here at the State News, um, which basically means I like switch around like at a few of like the different desks. So I'll get like a good go at everything. Um, I just finished at City, so now I'm back. At Culture, yes, where Liz is. So, I was yeah. about to say, which desk are you on now? <laughs> so Culture. that's my role. That's my role here. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to jump right into some Twitter tea that I know we're both dying to talk about. Yes. The first thing I wanted to talk about today is Billie Eilish and Jesse Rutherford um, of The Neighborhood are dating. The biggest the, the biggest news about this is that they are 11 years apart. Um, she's 20. He's 31. It's kind of making a lot of fans of hers mostly, not his, uncomfortable. Uh, they were seen kissing about a month ago, and now they've kind of made it official by posing mm-hmm. together on the red carpet. Personally, I feel happy for her because in her documentary, she talked about how she was like kind of in an abusive relationship before i don't know how do you feel about this oh my god i've been dying to talk about this yes. um <clears throat> i was just talking about this the other day i as well am very happy for her she seems mm-hmm. very happy like from what like we can see on like social media i think obviously the age gap is like it's an like it's an interesting age gap because it's like okay like she's 20 like he's 30 like or whatever and it's like I personally feel like she's old enough to make her own, yeah. like her own decisions, like on who she decides to date. Obviously, if that's like not everyone's like decision, then mm-hmm. you know that's just not. I feel like it's very dangerous. The rhetoric I've seen, like on the internet, saying that like just putting her as like a victim or saying that yeah. her relationship is abusive or that she's being like groomed. I think that's kind of dangerous because she, you know, she's. If she's happy and she's consenting mm-hmm. to that, I don't think people yeah. should do that. They're both consenting adults, and I think it like sort of differs from her last relationship where she was like a, like a minor yeah, in a relationship exactly. with like an older person where that could be considered grooming. But I just don't think that. I mean, ten years is a lot for maybe them because you are in different stages of your life when you're twenty and thirty. But if you're happy and you're consenting, yeah, I think no, that it's great. Hundred percent. Like I like yeah. I'm twenty. Like, yeah. I'm 20 years old. Like, if if I made that decision, definitely be like, okay, like, what do I necessarily have in common with, like, right. someone who's, like, 30? That's my biggest thing. But I was thinking they're in the same music industry. Exactly. Like, and I feel like they almost make the same sort of music mm-hmm. as well. So it makes sense that they sort of fell for each other. Yeah, honestly, I can see it. I, I've seen things, like, on the internet because, you know, she has that song, like, called Your Power, basically just yeah. about, like, men abusing their power. And I thought it was very dangerous to see people say that she like was like a, a disappointment to like young girls oh and my gosh. yeah her comments were like really like bad about it and it's not fair to subject someone to something that they wrote about a situation like when they were like 16 in comparison to like being 20 yeah. years old and consenting and like being an adult like obviously like she's still like young but yeah. i think she I think that she can, that doesn't mean that she can't date anyone older yeah. consensually. And to say that, like, she's a disappointment to girls just because of someone she's dating, that's kind of ridiculous. Exactly. You're sort of, like, diminishing her to, like, her love life, yeah. which is more dangerous to young girls, I would say. 100%. And it's not her job to be a role model. And right. To, and, if, you, you know, if someone's daughter or a son like chooses that then that has to be on their own thing like it's not yeah. oh billy eilish did it so like it it means that i have to do it so right that's what i think actually this brings up a topic really quick that i want to talk about which is do you think that when celebrities become celebrities do you think they have that like responsibility to be a role model oh my God. i think it definitely gets placed on them especially mm-hmm. with 
child stars, like how we grow up with like Miley, Selena, Demi, like all of these people, yeah. where they feel like they have, like they, they, these companies and parents like put that, like, well, you have to be like, my child looks up to you. And like, yeah, like that's great that your child looks up to these people, but also it's like they're at the time we're 17, 18, like mm-hmm. going through the, the motions of like any teenager or young adult. So it's, I don't think it's fair. It shouldn't be a requirement. It's great if someone is a, you know, influence, but at the end of the day, like, you should be a good enough parent yeah. or a figure or whatever to guide your child. And, I mean, all celebrities are just human beings trying to figure out stuff, especially when you're exactly. Billie Eilish and you've grown up, you know, in the public eye. So exactly, yeah. I don't true. think she should be held to that standard oh, um, unless she says that she wants to be held to that standard. Really quick to finish off with this topic, their red carpet appearance was, like, perfect. I felt like they were, like, <laughs> yeah, in the I Gucci it sleepwear. So it was so cute. And how they interacted was so cute. Yeah, so. she seems very She seems very in love. Like, yeah. the like how you mentioned the documentary was very sad yeah. about her relationship. She seemed very miserable. And mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, she was... 16 and the guy was 25 so like yeah. that's just a total gap in this life so yeah, yeah i totally agree absolutely so uh, the next topic i want to talk about is megan trainer's comeback recently um i've seen megan trainer literally everywhere on tiktok her song it just seems like i'm gonna be honest though it seems like every other song that's been mm. put out since she was yeah a star in like 2016 uh-huh. mm-hmm. like i don't think there's anything that special about it what do you think I am absolutely obsessed with it. Oh my gosh! Yes, tell I'm, me why. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I don't know. Like, I obviously like when she like posted like posted it on TikTok or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I saw it and like I was like, oh my god, like, that's like it's catchy, it's cute. But I, honestly, like fun fact, I start my day listening to that song. Yeah, it's so funny. It's I, like your affirmation. Yeah, I'm like I'm definitely kind of obsessed with it. I think it definitely is like the classic like like a Megan Trainor song. But yeah. I don't think no one like really makes music like you know like right. Really yeah. So I feel like it's her kind of thing. I think it's cute and like empowering. Also, I love the harmonies in the song. I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for like harmonies, harmonies, yeah, and like stacking and all that really cool stuff. So I thought, I think it's, I think it's really good, and it's just like, yeah. I don't know, it's just colorful. I think yeah. it's fun. Well, the TikTok algorithm definitely seems to agree oh, for 100%. sure. Literally, badly fans all over. Just yes, did. <laughs> I saw just that. Did a TikTok He's a it. menace on TikTok. Oh my god, I'm so happy that he joined. I loved his like Taylor TikTok He's that everywhere. he did to Hero. He will never be the same though as when he was in Gossip Girl. I just love Gossip Girl. Oh so my god, much. dude, I could. Really talk about Gossip Girl for hours. <laughs> we'll have to at some point. Maybe maybe we'll do like a review of like the new Gossip Girl at some point for sure. Why do you think that she's making this insane return to pop culture? I feel like the tide is kind of like changing. Mm-hmm. Or like we're kind of like going a little like back to like the how things like were and like and like let's say like around like 2014 like whatever like the time period of like pop culture where like people are just more i feel like more accepting of like like of the songs like of how they like used like how they used to be and i just feel like it's i don't i don't really know how to describe it but it seems like it's there's been like there's like a shift in energy and people like since the pandemic are really like interested in the things that like once brought them joy yes, or once sure. that were like, oh my God, this reminds me of like a stress-free time. Like right. when Megan Trainer did like all about that base, like there was no mm-hmm. COVID, there was yeah. no like insane like presidential election going on. Like there was like so much, so many of the things that were just like 
calm and just yeah. like just like fun and we were like young for and, like, sure having like enjoying that that's why so. glee came like came back so hard because exactly like, when everyone's every, doing the pandemic like yeah. they were reminded of what they thought was the fun. pandemic has really shaped the way i think we look at entertainment so i'm glad you brought that up because i was gonna ask do you think she will be as popular as all about that base or because i used to watch the dear future husband music video like every day oh, I when i was young <laughs> so like do you think that she can make like a big comeback again see i think that i think that she can i think obviously i think every i think the people get kind of subjected to like celebrities rather where it's like a, a trend to like hate on them yeah and i think that's the internet can be very mean and i think that like she was subjected to like you know oh like yeah like, oh all of her songs sound the same or like she's corny like she's this that and the other and i think when that narrative kind of like starts because it's like her first like big song and like a while mm -hmm. and then that makes people like okay yeah so like we we just don't like Megan Trainor like we don't like her because the internet can kind of sway in a way that it's very like everyone's if you, if you see one opinion then it kind of becomes like the popular opinion of everybody yeah. so I don't know if she can necessarily like achieve like that huge like maybe that's that peak stardom because I feel like every I feel like every artist kind of like has their peak but I think she, it can definitely be very successful like we have TikTok we have yeah. all of these like algorithms now and memes and all of this stuff mm -hmm. that can like blow songs up in like an instant so she could have like s several more but she already has like some like some classics and she like yeah. writes for other people so absolutely well i also want to talk about how that one tiktoker chris has like literally taken over yeah. her life oh they're in God, every yeah. tiktok channel. i feel it's weird he's like always with the family i just i just like recently like just seen that because i started yeah. following her on instagram again so i was like oh my god like what's like what's happening because i know he was like in a relationship yeah. like with that with that guy and then like they broke up and and all that stuff so yeah. it's nice to see him doing something <laughs> i was just like i don't i mean i don't want to say it's a publicity friendship but he literally like travels like everywhere yeah i was her. very i was very confused but i think the con <laughs> i think the content's funny yeah no it's definitely funny i'm just like why does like why does he just kind of, like, it was so unexpected i was so yeah. confused and i don't think he's a cloud chaser because he was already famous. oh no yeah like he was pretty like yo man his yeah. i mean his boyfriend's videos were very Huge. viral yeah. i love them they were they were so they were so sweet but life doesn't work out that way and, yeah all right i have one more thing for uh, twitter t which is jimmy kimmel will be hosting the oscars uh, it was just announced i'm very back into my film nerd phase so i will be talking about oscars from now on a lot on this podcast but uh, my boyfriend and i have already started our betting uh mm -hmm. for noms and wins uh which i'm very excited to talk about when it gets closer to uh nomination season but i when i saw that Jimmy Kimmel was hosting I kind of just wanted someone like new for the Oscars like I'm not really sure if I think he's that funny like and they constantly like I feel like have the same people yeah. over and over and their viewership like doesn't change for yeah, a reason no but award shows we were, don't get views how they used to anymore why do you think that is because you can see it all on social media yeah and I absolutely. think there is like when like the prime like of award shows it was like the hard-hitting like stars like mm -hmm. red carpet like you, like there was no one that you didn't know Absolutely. and now since we have like social media and like companies and every everyone wants to appeal to like social media and like all of that then it, the it's like not like it's not the same like for example like this is so like off like base but like the teen choice awards like <laughs> you used to know every yeah. person at the teen choice awards like you had miley selena demi mm -hmm. jonas brothers like all these people and now they're like 
YouTuber is in. Some yeah. people that you just like. Well, do you think know. that maybe we're just old now, <laughs> and then we just yeah, don't yeah. stay up we, with the time? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely like that too. Yeah. But then also it's like because you, you can like you can just see all of that on social media, like with yeah. like with the scroll. So no one has like that attention span to sit and like watch like an award show for like yeah. two hours. Like I mean, I personally like love doing it. Yeah, but, like, me too. If you don't, you can catch the highlights, which yeah, is kind of exactly. sad. Yeah, And it's like the only thing that blew up from the Oscars last year was the, the Chris Rock yeah. and Will Smith slap. slap. <laughs> and it was all over social media. I didn't even watch the Oscars because I, I think I was like traveling home and I yeah. I still haven't like at that point, I wasn't back in my film nerd phase yet. Yeah. But um, so I wasn't watching it. Oh my God, it, I it watched was the it. Only thing. I was so confused. Quick, just like quick, like yes, brief. Absolutely. I was so confused because like I was, I, I watched it for Billie Eilish because she won yeah. the Oscar yes, for the Which Bond song deserved. in the time that I oh one hundred percent deserved because yeah. like oh my god, I love the song. I really want to hear her sing this and hopefully she wins. And I, I don't know if it was before or after that, but then the whole thing had happened. I saw it on the internet because apparently like they. They I, they blocked it out on like American TV, but like in Australia, yeah. like they had the whole yeah. thing. So which I, makes sense for Australia. I know. I <laughs> love them. But yeah, no, that's just. I think. Do you think it was a publicity stunt? Well, just before we move on. No, I don't. But I, but I, I hope I'm that I'm such a skeptic. I need to stop saying things yeah. are publicity stunts. But I'm like, maybe I, it yeah, is. No, I definitely don't. I mean, I think that like I feel like it's like I, it's still like in the news cycle. Yeah. And I feel like I, I just can't hear about it anymore. Just like, I, <laughs> We're done. Yeah. I feel like it'll be something else that's controversial. Yeah. I was next. done the day I wrote it for the state news. Yeah. I was like, all right, like, moving on. Yeah. Then, like, everyone I can't in talk Hollywood about it anymore. talks about it. <laughs> Who would you like to see host the Oscars? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay. So, speaking of, like, the Jimmys, yes. I really love Jimmy Fallon. Okay. I feel like Jimmy Fallon is very funny. I, still I would say love, he's the best of the Jimmys. Oh, my God. Love Jimmy. I love his, I love his, um, I love his segments, mm-hmm. like, that he does. They're so creative. Um, I think, so the the cast of Only Murderers in the Building. Yeah, um, I think that I don't know. I think it was I don't know if this was the Oscars, but they did a segment somewhere. I th- I, I really can't remember, but they yeah. were so funny on stage together, and I would love to see like them cast. Yeah, I think it's like Steve, Steve Martin, Martin yeah. used to be like one of the repeaters, mm-hmm. so maybe we should bring him yeah, back. Yeah, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and I forgot the guy, the other guy who's in. Yeah, but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like that would be very funny. Just like maybe like a alternative like group hosting or just like i don't know i feel like it's it's hard to find someone fresh but the cast of abbott elementary is pretty funny Ooh, yeah. so i feel like someone from there could be like a good like host absolutely so. <laughs> for sure yeah um moving on to music movies and shows i just wanted to do a quick review because i watched barbarian this weekend i have now picked a new worst movie in the world i'm gonna bad. Is it on HBO? And I so didn't want it to be bad. I so didn't. It is on HBO Max now. But this took the cake, which is so upsetting because I was really anticipating this movie based on the trailer. By the way, this is a spoiler warning, so skip a few minutes ahead if you don't want to hear Barbarian uh, reviews. It had such an interesting first act and idea behind, you know, having anything in the basement. They could have literally done anything with this idea, as well as, like, the concept of sharing an an Airbnb with a stranger is already, like, terrifying. That is frightening. And yet... (laughs) I don't like having a roommate. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's like this movie shows unpredictable does not equal good because this ended up being a creature movie, which I, a creature movie will never do it for me. Like, I don't think it's realistic anymore. And like, 
even even like less realistic than like paranormal cults because like I always have like a little bit of like mm. scariness for that. But it's just not what triggers horror for me. Like it's more funny. Yeah. When I see like yeah, a especially creature. with the internet, like Definitely. everything becomes so funny. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it becomes like a meme instead of like oh my god I'm like terrified. Or like horror movies with just your friends. Like you're gonna oh, laugh the entire time. Yeah. But like if I'm in my room alone, like yeah. I'm like underneath the covers. But yeah, when you're with your friends, you're like pointing out everything that's like <laughs> crazy and cringeworthy. It's exactly. so funny. But yeah, like the second and third act of this movie, like continually like pick the wrong choices to like make me engage like there was a there was a main character that was introduced in the second act which is already like not a good idea and like i didn't care about them and then they definitely underutilized bill skarsgård i think the skarsgårds are like great actors and bill was in it for about 15 minutes and i'm like but he was like set up to be like this main mm. character which i just thought was kind of deceptive it had probably one of the most laughable endings in the world to me i think that they thought they like tackled something with toxic masculinity with the character that was introduced and him like he i don't want to spoil the ending uh but he pushed the main character off the building and then was like hoping that he could save her in the end so i i do get what they were trying to go with like toxic masculinity and like savior complex but it just it didn't really hit for me because it was you know cloaked in like a creature story and it wasn't designed that scarily um, in the end, they said that it was like the creature was an incest baby, which oh seems a God, little are you like kidding me? it's so yeah, it seems a little like problematic, but also just like a dumb way <laughs> yeah. to introduce a creature. Like, I I thought this movie was was gonna go above dumb Hollywood horror, but it it just did not. Yeah, maybe um, it was camp. It was camp. You know what? Anything that's bad is just camp, <laughs> and camp. that's certified. <laughs> uh, but if you want to make fun of something, this is the perfect watch. But if you want a good horror movie that does this but better, Don't Breathe is really good. Talks about being in another person's house. Um, so it actually has like a Don't realistic breathe horror. Is really good. Really good. I would say that. Yes. All right. So let's get into the next one that we both wanted to talk about, um, which is the Selena Gomez documentary, My Mind and Me. Yes. This is probably the biggest piece of media that's like out right oh now. God, I just got released on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the things I really liked and we can see if we okay. definitely agree like beautifully shot 100 percent. beautifully Cinem- shot it was so good the cinematography was amazing. i really like the segments in between of like the black and white and her oh, like yeah. writing in her yeah. diary mm-hmm. um and i think that's what this this movie did best was like show the deeper sides of her it, it was directed great that's why i think that it was able to show those parts um i really liked ta- the way they talked about her health those were like some pretty deep parts her philanthropy was awesome when yes. she went to kenya mm-hmm. As well, it's like as well seeing her go home. I think I liked the parts of that were the more the most humble. Yeah, that was very sweet to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely like I think it hit the goal of like definitely showing me a different side of Selena. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, because like I I think this is gonna get more into the things that I didn't like, but I didn't think that Selena Gomez was that relevant anymore. Really? But I mean, she is in Only Murders in the Building, which really? was kind of a smash success. But oh, other yeah, than 100%. that, like music-wise, I don't know if she's like on top anymore. But you tell me your thoughts. I Well, first of all, I love the documentary. I oh, cried like maybe 10 minutes in. <laughs> For um, sure. The, the, what really stuck out to me was the opening like where she is like getting ready for like if you haven't seen the documentary, yeah, uh, she's like getting ready for tour and like she like has like a, like a breakdown like about the show, yeah, um, like before like she goes on and it was so gut wrenching to see because also like she hadn't been diagnosed with mm-hmm. her dis like her bipolar disorder yet, right? So it was like watching her like have like an episode and yeah. she had no idea like why like she was like acting like the way that she was or how mm-hmm. she felt the way that she was, um. And that really moved me. I think she is an. Ama- I think she's an amazing human. For I sure. think that's what the docu- documentary showed. I really liked that it wasn't about her past relationships and that it For hinted sure. 
like it, it, it talked about it because obviously like we know like she dated Justin Bieber, but I just mm-hmm. don't feel like that's like relevant anymore. Yeah, and I, well, and I at think least she not did a good job. Hailey Bieber, but <laughs> right, uh, I think she did a great job of like kind of like yeah, like you said, like hinting at it. Mm-hmm. And I think it like I think it was an artistic choice to be like just bring it up every once in a while, just like the media yeah, does. Exactly, and they she didn't continuously really say bring anything. it up yeah. throughout her yeah. career. And I don't think that it helped that. Hailey Bieber did a whole podcast about it either. Yeah. I felt like that I, was a little salacious. Didn't Selena Gomez like, yeah. come out and say yeah, that she, she supported her? Yeah, she she said like just like to be like kind. Yeah. And then they had like the whole like they took the whole picture at like the yeah. little gala thing. But here's the thing yeah. uh, about the Call Her Daddy podcast. I will say I do listen to it. Love Alex, Call Her Daddy. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> um, Alex Cooper. She. Is a she's like a full on journalist now, oh, yeah. which I love. Hundred percent. People go to her for for the for the gossip, like for the gossip, like the real hard hitting stuff. I but did I, not expect it. I do think she has a tendency to like listen to Devil's Advocate, though. Oh, and which and, is I think yeah. that's what people can really get her for nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, I definitely love Alex Cooper, um, but it, in that particular podcast, seemed yeah. to be a little biased. And what I'm thinking of is also the Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh one. my god. Started. Well, just because yeah. Jamie Lynn was annoying, oh but my God. like Alex was definitely <laughs> asking the good questions, and that is a good interview yeah, to have no, on your 100%. record. But she has a tendency to go for like the cheaper interviews. Yeah. I would say, yeah, no, hundred so, percent. Yeah, I have, I had, had my thoughts on that. I think it was just like in terms of the Haley Bieber podcast. But I feel like it was just, it was. I don't think it was right to do mm-hmm. like just so we can. I'm like, I'll move on. Yeah. But it's just like she. I, I feel like. It's you can't really talk about a relationship that you weren't in, mm-hmm. like that's Selena right. and Justin's relationship. You can't go on like a podcast and talk about like how bad or toxic yeah. like their relationship was. Like, mm-hmm. there's I feel like I mean she has a skincare line. She's pretty popular now in the fashion industry. Like, there's no reason she could talk about anything else. Yeah. But I, and another thing, I feel like Alex does what those clicks. So I feel like she did ask more questions oh, yeah. than she no, should have 100%, about it. Yeah. Which I mean, you it's have about to respect her, but yeah. you also have to be like, yeah, no, 100%. you're asking the wrong questions. But what else you didn't like about the documentary? Um, one of the things was that, like you said about her bipolar disorder, like mm-hmm. at the start, um, but I felt like some of the complaints she was having was sort of towards other people when she was saying like the costumes and the sets, and I just feel like that's sort of disrespectful of some of the other people mm. that's worked on her work as well as there was one um scene about her doing interviews and press yeah and she sort of lashed not lashed out at the journalist but she was definitely very passive aggressive and she even said afterwards she's like they were asking me good questions i just felt like she was making me feel cheap and i was like i don't really know if that's the journalist's fault yeah. and that was some of my little picks at her yeah no that, i do know the scene that you are referencing i think she got frustrated like in 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 Referencing back to the thing mm-hmm. about like the costumes, I think also that was during a time where she was facing like huge public scrutiny and also being cheated on by yeah. her boyfriend constantly. And I don't think that made it any better for Absolutely. her personal. And I, <laughs> I totally get being upset because like there's parts of it where it's like she has to do the emoji game, with, yeah, like whatever. Because yeah, it seems very just like it's not about like the work, right? You know? But that journalist in particular that she got upset about was actually asking yeah. her questions. No, the questions were were definitely very good questions. Yeah. I think it was the journalist being like, okay, like we're that's done. it for me. Yeah, like, she not, didn't ask follow up. Yeah, or just like or like kind of like resonating with it. Obviously not like being like biased and like kissing yeah. at her feet, but I can see like why she like got like 
felt that way. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's really all I had to say about Selena Gomez. Do yeah. you want to add anything? Yeah, I love the documentary. I love Selena Gomez. I think she, I mean, her makeup brand's very successful. For In sure. terms of, like, I mean, her. I feel like her music is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely... Selena I mean, Gomez on the scene for yeah, me. Yeah, like, we, we <laughs> definitely, like, grew up, like, with her. And, like, she definitely has, like, classic records that I feel like are, well, will will last. And I yeah. think that she does... I think her focus is also now more on helping people and for sure. And that's, I want to see more from that because at the end, when she's talking about you know what she's done with mm-hmm. like World Mental Health Day and all that stuff, like I feel like she should bring that more because it'll make her. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, this documentary is shining light on it, but I definitely want to see her do more. She's very classy. She I feel is like she's classy. Very elegant. She. Both statement, but she kind of reminds me of Princess Diana in terms of her oh, being classy. Okay, period. I'll, I'll leave my Selena Gomez comments Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> Princess Diana, Princess Selena. All right, so I just wanted to bring up uh, one thing that I did for a story this week that was based on entertainment. I went to the East Lansing Film Festival and I saw a film called Bad Axe. It's about an immigrant family um, in rural Michigan trying to get through the struggles of the pandemic. They're owning a family business and also racism within their small rural conservative town. Uh, the movie was so charming and it it felt like almost unedited with how transparent it was. It was beautifully shot, um, obviously like planned meticulously, like with one-on-one interviews with to make you fall in love with these family members. So I just wanted to talk about that really quick because it is an Oscars contender. I couldn't believe that the East Lansing Film Festival has something that Variety and Hollywood Reporter had said is going to be in the top ten Oscars contender for feature documentary. Um, it sure has a vote for me. Even, I wish I was part of the Academy. Please let me in. Please, I'm begging you. Um, do you like documentaries? Other than, of course, the Selena Gomez. Oh my god, one? I love documentaries. I feel like I mean, I love. I, I'm mostly like a celebrity, like documentary, like person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but just documentaries in general, I feel like I, I just love a good behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like seeing like the nitty gritty of how like either the big moments come to life, or even like when someone seems to be at their like best and. The worst is happening, like, behind the scenes. I'm always so interested in that. For sure. I'm, like, a big, like, proponent for documentaries, so I just wanted to ask you. All right, so let's move on to culture stories. I wanted to talk to you about the story you did with NCrowd. Yes. So how did you find out about this? It's, like, it's a fashion club, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I found out about it through Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told me about it, and I, I looked it up because I thought it was like I thought it was really cool. I did yeah. I had no idea. I, I knew of like the popular ones like Vim, um, and I thought it was very cool that like a black uh, like a black owned like student organization was coming about. So we found out about it, and then I reached out to the people, and it's my first article ever. Yeah, and um, like ever journalistically an essay. <laughs> Thank you, um, and it was received very well. So. Yeah. I was very happy about that. Absolutely. What did you find most interesting about Encrow? What I found most interesting is that the I really like the aesthetic yeah. of it. Like it's very aesthetically pleasing. Also, I could see through the answers of like that the members gave me that they were very very passionate. Not only passionate, but they also have a love for fashion and the arts and yeah. that they're accepting and that they want to bring their brand on campus. I know they had a fashion show and it looked looked very sick. Do you think that fashion is prevalent on this campus and how do you think like their vision enhances this fashion on campus? Oh, 100%. I think fashion is so like prevalent. Like if you know you're going to like a party, going Mm. like going out like anywhere, like your class fit, like whatever. (laughs) Like some days it's like, okay, like you don't want to be like, I'm not dressing up or like I can't do it today. (laughs) But I think it's very, I think it's very prevalent. Excuse me. I also think with like platforms like the state news like writing about writing about them and uh, like social media like them like gaining traction on there i think it 
gets people to see like how other people are dressing and it kind of like a it's like a referral in a way sure. you know like to see oh like maybe i'm interested in that because i i saw some pieces from their fashion show that like i thought was pretty sick so i think with that like kind of like press behind it and i think it goes really well what do you personally want to see from this group in the future uh, that's such a good that's such a good question um <laughs> I, I, well, they mentioned this, but I would love to, I would also enjoy seeing more of like their own personal brands, for sure, like incorporated into the fat into into their organization. I think it's really cool when you have a group doing something big, and then everyone individually is doing their own things, and it comes together and it makes something even bigger with their own brands. Yeah, absolutely. I really only have one more question, which is, like, you did election coverage this week, yes. which is totally out of the, bar, the ballpark I for did. culture. So, did. what have you learned about students and their voting habits? I learned that. Well, that they're passionate. Yeah. Talking to everyone this year, I think it's a very high stakes midterms, which every election seems to be uh, high stakes. Yeah. What I learned is that they're, everyone is interested in Proposal 3 and mm-hmm. reproductive rights, which I feel is yeah. very important. And I learned that they're passionate about that and that they like the thrill of voting and that they feel very accomplished like mm-hmm. when doing it. Like everyone said, I loved I loved voting. I think it's important. They made me feel good. So that's what I learned. I learned that we actually have people who are very interested in what goes on in our com- like our community and just the world. Absolutely. So your homework from House Lights is to go vote. Well, uh, you America, should have already voted. I hope we made and if good you decisions. You should still listen to House Lights, but if you didn't, I'm going to be angry. Anyways, yik yak of the day, really quick. Chasing an AirPod is such an embarrassing experience. <laughs> and that is so true. My AirPods fall out 24-7. See, I'm a wired person now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm, so I'm so 2009. Oh, my gosh. I'm so <laughs> starstruck by you. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on thank this podcast. Thank you for having me. I feel very podcasty and important. Oh, you are so important. <laughs> well, best House Lights guest for real. Oh, so. my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week on House Lights. Bye-bye.